Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. And on today's episode, I am crazy excited to welcome Brett Barish, entrepreneur and CEO of Sovereign Brands, creators of the smash hit portfolio of wine and spirits brands that includes Luc Belair Sparkling Wines, Bamboo Rums, McQueen and the Violet Fog Gin, and the company's newest creation, Vion. Today, we're going to chat about his entrepreneurial path all about McQueen and the Violet Fog Gin, and what makes it unique, his vision for the gin category, a fun gin incident or two, and a whole lot more. Welcome, Brett. Heather, thank you for having me on. There's nothing I look forward to more than talking about liquor and specifically gin, so we have a lot in common. We do, and I know we have a lot of fun things to talk about today. But first, as with all episodes, let's start by sharing what we are drinking. And Brett, you get to go first. And I know you've got something great you're drinking. I'm a simple drinker, Heather. I drink everything straight. Mm. That's my go-to. So I'm holding a tall glass of McQueen and the Violet Fog on the rocks. Everything I do is simple. The simpler it is, the better it should taste. Awesome. Well, you know what? Simple is great. I am having something a little slightly fancier than you are today, but it's still made with McQueen and Violet Fog Gin. Thank you. Yes. And it's got a little lemon juice, a little Earl Grey infused honey. And egg white. And it's all, you know, shooken up. And it's a lovely cocktail that I actually found on your Instagram. Did it have a name? It didn't. And that's what I was going to ask you if you knew that's what the really name nice. was. It's got to have a name. We're going to call it the Heather. How's that? <laughs> okay. Awesome. I would love it because it's so yummy. It's like super yummy. I love infusing Earl Grey into honey or gin or all sorts of things. So, okay. So let's get to the nitty gritty. So let's talk about you first and your story. Like, did you always love gin, spirits world? Like, how did all that come about? I'm a drinker and I get comfortable with categories based on drinking it. And I think there's always an experience. I remember my first vodka. I remember my first rum. I don't want to say it was my first gin, but I remember the moment when gin became something to me. And I was traveling through Asia. I lived in Asia for five years and I was in Bangkok at a little tiny hole in the wall gin bar that they were making their own gin. And I absolutely loved it. And to me, that's what all my moments in the alcohol space are. Something happened. I was somewhere. Ambiance and decor and feelings and emotions play a huge role in wine and spirits. And for me, every time I start drinking a category, there's something that came over me. And that's when it happened. And I was like, wow, gin is cool. This is something I can play with. And now I want to be in the space. And then I kept drinking it and drinking it. And that's how it started. Wow, that's really awesome. So then I imagine that the story behind McQueen and Violet Fogg then has a pretty epic start to it as well. The true story is I tried to buy the brand that I tasted. We wanted to work with them. 
And we weren't getting very far in the process. And then I started working with my team internally. Let's try doing something ourselves. How can we make it better than this or better than the products out there? And that's where it starts. And for me, it was a lot of it storytelling, but it's also looking at the world upside down. Why are all gins, Heather, made in one place in the world? 99% of them come from the UK. They don't have to be. Let's do something different. Let's find different botanicals to include. Let's find unique distillation methods to try. So that's the hardest part of what I do for a living is I'm not going to some spigot and turning it on, which is the easiest thing to do if it already exists. I'm trying to recreate it. And by getting there, I get a better taste. And that's how I do it every time. Wow. Okay. So where did the name come from? for McQueen? Well, a few things. If you have a chance, if you haven't looked on the back of our bottle, I think we're the only liquor or wine brand in the world that has a poem on the bottle. There's an actual poem. And there's two paragraphs of it. If you read it, it's about this rock and roll band called McQueen and the Violet Fog. Mm -hmm. And to me, it gives me the inspiration of kind of old school rock and roll, like band names like Florence and the Machine. It has connotations to I'm a huge fan and a huge lover of Steve McQueen, who was just a badass. Right. And I wanted something big and long in a name because I think that's unique and I think bartenders will appreciate it. And then I wanted something that's short where I think McQueen is just a very strong name and they call it McQueen, but the long version is McQueen and the Violet Fog. Wow. That's a great story. All right. So let's talk about the gin. Mm-hmm. and some of the botanicals. And you definitely have some unique botanicals that aren't found in other gins. And again, there's nothing I do is based on, it has to be this way, or it has to have this, or the proof has got to be this. We have a rum for the life of me. It would have been a lot easier if our brand Bamboo was Sadie proof, because that's where most rums sit. We ended up at 70 because it just tasted better. So I'm a big believer in taste wins. In this case, it's 21 different botanicals. Wow. We break them up into two, call it categories. There's signature botanicals, which are the important ones, six signature. So there's basil leaves, there's rosemary, there's fennel seed, there's calamansi, there's star anise, and then there's asahi berry. Those are the six core ones. And there's 15 additional botanicals that kind of make up the body of it. Right. Uh, But 21 in total, I don't know of any gin that has more, but that's what we ended up with. Mm -hmm. And that profile every day, we taste people who are not gin drinkers. And I swear we're converting the world to gin. Oh, I love it. And that's one thing that I personally do too. I feel like I'm converting one person at a time. You know, I have friends or family that come over that insist they're not gin drinkers, give them a few tastes of different products that I currently have in my house, which by the way, for World Gin Day coming up, I already have some McQueen already ready to go for people to try. And I am personally proud to say converted quite a few people. So I'm always a fan of people, of businesses that are converting. There are those people who are just gin advocates. You know, they love gin. That's all they drink. That's all they love. And then there's everybody else who almost has this, I won't like it mentality. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, I hear it. But for me, that consumer, and it doesn't matter the category, it's still the same idea It's so much more fun for us and what I do for a living 
to taste people who are not your traditional drinkers of the category, because then you're educating them on something that's truly unique and different and just let them taste. Don't tell them anything. Just try it. Just try it. And the surprise you'll get is a visceral reaction of, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is gin. Or I didn't expect this. And that's where, for me, the fun part of being in the space is. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even myself, I hear people say, oh, I don't like gin. Well, how do you know you don't like gin? Oh, they had an experience, you know, however many decades ago with their grandmother's gin or lemon gin or something that was like really terrible. And then you give them a sample of something yummy and they're like, wow, I had no idea this was gin. (laughs) Yep. And it happens every time. Absolutely. Yeah. They're just blown away by how awesome it tastes. Okay. So let's talk about Brazil and mm-hmm. where that comes into everything. Where did you get that idea to go to Brazil for the gin? It came from the botanicals and using botanicals like Asahi Berry and us realizing, look, let's go where the botanicals are grown and let's start there. Let's be authentic. And we ended up Heather in a little town. It's called Junjai. It's outside of Sao Paulo, Brazil at this tiny little distillery with this amazing gin master who helped us create this gin, which is in our case, it's two different distillation methods. We use vaporization and maceration and 21 different botanicals in a pot still that makes basically 50 nine liter cases at a time, which is nothing. But to me, that's all part of the authenticity of the story is I wanted something different and unique and to tell a different story. And everything about us is a little bit unique, whether it's the name or the package or the design or the 21 botanicals or the two different distillation methods. It's different. And I want that storytelling to be part of our brands. Absolutely. And your bottle is unique. The shape of your bottle. Everything. It's got an eye on a crown, which is almost, people call it like the Illuminati. Uh, (laughs) It's copper and black. Everything to me about a package is it should be special. It should be thoughtful. It should be unique. And if you touch our cap and hold it, it's heavy. It's heavy on purpose. It's actually weighted. It's weighted to the top. It almost feels like you could use the eye in the crown as a stamp to the bottom and the punt of the bottle. There's an eye in the crown. I want all our brands to have this feeling of once you empty that bottle, you feel bad if you're going to throw it out. You know, (laughs) it should remain on the shelf. You should use it in another way. Absolutely. I keep them. Correct. Keep them. Keep. I make lamps out of them. I love it. I love it. Looking for a little ginspiration in the kitchen? In Ginspired, the ultimate gin cookbook, you'll discover over 100 gin-tastic food and drink recipes celebrating one of the world's most popular spirits, gin. From everyday meals to special occasion treats to happy hour libations, there's never been a better time to eat and drink with gin. Pick up your copy at theginshop.ca or on Amazon. Yes. So that brings me to kind of a bigger question, I guess. I know that in the past, and you've already mentioned that you experimented with different spirits and cognac and vodka, and in your own portfolio, you know, you have Bel Air, the sparkling wine, and then Bamboo, the rum, and then gin. So then what made you pick gin out of all the other spirits that are out there? There's all sorts of other spirits, but you chose gin to do next. So why is that? 
It's drinking the category. We're a big company, a small but big company. Bel Air is the number one in the United States now, champagne in the country. Dow sells wow. Moet and Blue. It's a big brand. Mm-hmm. Bamboo is the number one premium rum, probably in 60 countries. It's a big wow. brand. However, all our brands come from a group of four or five of us who you could be one of those if you were in our office, just tasting, trying things, experimenting. It's not coming from this oh gosh, gin's hot. I want to enter the space. Or this comes from, you know, we got to hit this target audience. That's not it. It comes from, we drink it. Like I said, I started drinking it. I started appreciating the category. And the ultimate goal is, can I make a product that I think is better than our competition? That's it. There are other categories I'd like to be in, but we haven't hit it. Meaning, I can't look at you in the eye if you were a tequila drinker, as an example, and say my brand's the best. I want to be able to say that. And I know we've done it with McQueen. Our ratings are great. Our testimonials are great. People love the brand. So that gives me the power to enter into a category. We made a product that I think is better than the competition. That's what I need to feel that I've got. And product means everything from the package, the name, design, but ultimately it's the liquid dictates everything. It's the taste. Can you drink it straight up? Can you drink it straight up? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Have you entered any of the awards, run any awards? I'm just curious on that one. We got a 93 rating in Wine Enthusiast, which is better than Hendrix. We got a 9 out of 10 at Drink Hacker. We've been praised in the New York Times and GQ. Everything we do, we're not chasing medals. If no. it happens, great. I'm an ultimate believer that the consumer dictates everything. Yeah. I want the consumer to decide. And it's happening. It's happening. Every day, the stories are telling us you know, what's going on with the brand and why people are drinking it. So brand building is energy. Energy comes from you know, that feeling of passion behind a consumer product and it's happening. Awesome. I love watching it from a consumer side. I think it's really fascinating. So what would you say then is one or two, maybe of your biggest challenges in not just creating this brand, but like moving it forward? I think it's the same with all our brands. We're the little guy competing against the big, big giant companies and they hate us. They don't want us. They (laughs) keep us out. They want to keep us off the shelf. That's always going to be the biggest obstacle is when you've got something different. I think it's two things, actually, as I think about it. It's one, you know, the big guy is trying to stomp out the little guy. But the second is we're doing things differently. So difference is not necessarily a friendly term when you enter an industry or trade. In fact, I've had very successful brands. And what all my brands have in common, Heather, is that no one from our industry thought they would work because they don't look like everybody else's. They don't talk like everybody else's. They're not the same story as everyone else's. So there's always this feeling of, well, you can't do it that way. So it's not going to work because no one else is doing it that way. So it's our job and it's every day is trying to convince people the other way convince them the other way. But it's just a long-term proposition, but it'll work. Absolutely, it will. I mean, different is never bad. Different is just different and unique is awesome. And if nobody ever embraced their uniqueness or their differences, boy, we wouldn't have a lot of really cool things out there. A hundred percent. But like everything in life, the old establishment doesn't like the new things, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So again, using Bel Air, our champagne, you know, when I first introduced that to our distributor in, I think it was in New York, they said we'd never sell 500 cases. 
We're the single biggest sparkling brand in the state of New York. You got to block out the noise and keep focused on the product and it's going to work. And that's what's happening with McQueen. It's the same story every time. Yeah, the greatest revenge per se is success. A hundred percent. I don't mind the negative because that fuels me. Absolutely. You can thrive off of it. A hundred percent. Okay, so this is the point in our call where I always ask our guests to share a gincident story, a fun gincident story. And since you have traveled all around the world and tried all different gins and your own, of course, I'm sure you have some good gincident stories that you'd love Uh, to share. My favorite one is because it just shows there's always a new way to learn about a product. Hmm. So I was in California and I met Wiz Khalifa. I don't know if you know who he is. Wiz Khalifa is a big hip hop artist and he's a huge gin fan. And I sat with Wiz and a whole bunch of people around him and he tasted McQueen for the first time. Hmm. And he did something that I've never, ever done. And I always do from that moment on going forward is he drinks it by shooting it. He does shots of gin. And that was my gin incident. I did shots of gin all night long, all day and all night. Oh, wow. And I swear, Heather, if you haven't done it, do a shot. It's better than tequila. It's a new way to think about the category. It's a new way to think about brands, but it's better than tequila. At least a McQueen gin shot has that. Yes, I was going to say specific gins. And I have done gin shots because I love gin. And I never realized that someone else was doing them. So I'm like really excited to hear that. That was the beauty of it is, boy, I never thought of it. Somebody is doing it like this. And now that I do it all the time and I love it. I love it. Yeah, I would gin shot over tequila shot any day. So keep (laughs) pitching that. Keep pitching that. Do it with McQueen. Absolutely. I will for sure. Okay. So before we wrap up, you know, what's next for you and the business and any new brands or you want to talk about your... We've got four brands, as you mentioned, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen of the Violet Fog, and the new one, Vion. We're going to be entering a couple more categories, always premium, new categories that we've never been in based on the same kind of makeup of we've been drinking it. We like it. We think we found a hook that makes it a little bit different in taste that we think is better. I'm going to keep doing this until I run out of ideas. I've got a great team. It's been 20 years of this, and I feel like we're still on the runway. We're just getting started. So I want to keep educating the market, keep talking to Heather and the rest of the world who are passionate about our space, because not only is our space about consuming with friends, but there's nothing bad about drinking alone. It's a good thing. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you. All right. And there you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about Brett, Sovereign Brands, McQueen and the Violet Fog Gin, what makes it unique, you know, a cool gin incident story and so, so much more. Thank you, Brett, for being here today. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, everybody. Go out and get your bottle of McQueen and the Violet Fog. Yes. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and check out the show notes for links to Sovereign Brands and McQueen in the Violet Fog and theginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. Until next time, remember, water is especially great when it's frozen in cubes and surrounded by gin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. 
or drop us a note at heather at the gin We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.